in great need. The first step is, though, realizing that and admitting that. I ask today, would you open your heart? Would you open your mind? Would you open your everything? Some of you have already done that. You've, the, just through the singing alone and through the gospel of the music, you've been able to see that. But now we've opened the precious Word of God. John chapter number 21. John chapter number 21. Verses 1 through 12 this morning. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, We also go with thee. They went forth. And entered into a ship immediately. And that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved said unto Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land. But as it were, two hundred cubits dragging the net with fishes. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid their own and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and Fifty and three, and for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this day that you've given us, God. God, I, I thank you for what has already been accomplished, God, in the Sunday school hour, God. God, I thank you for what's been accomplished, God, in the worship this morning. God, how you've already been moving in hearts and lives, God, stirring in us, God. God, the truth is this morning there's, a, am sure, many here that's God facing quite a battle in their life. God, there may be here that's God so discouraged they just wish they weren't even living. God, some that are facing challenges, they're not even sure they're going to be able to get over them, God. God, I pray you help us today. 
God, I pray you give us some strength today. God, I pray you show us some things today that, God, we're not uh, really that different than those disciples. God, help us today. God, help us today. God, show us our need. God, I pray you fill the gap in our lives today. God, that we see you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In this present world, follow Jesus. In this present world, follow Jesus. That's an easy thing to say. Amen? It's a hard thing to live. I mean, let's, uh, let's just uh, throw back the layers today. Let's just open up the heart today. Let's just admit where we are with the Lord today. Can I, can I tell you, it's when we open up our hearts and we allow Him in that He'll do a little work on us. He'll do a little changing on us. We see in this chapter number 21, we first see the very words after these things. We see a continuation from chapter number 20. We see a connection of that previous chapter where Jesus' appearance gave assurance to the disciples exactly that it was Him, that He had not changed. He was not somebody different, but He was the same Jesus. And we see going into chapter number 21, He's going to do another work. He's going to do a work in their lives that not only applies to the disciples, but applies to you and I. You see, we'd like to think of ourselves as removed. We'd like to think of ourselves as different. But can I tell you some of the same very challenges that those disciples face, you and I are facing today. See, when we really put ourselves in the perspective of those disciples, we have to uh, realize the fact that now uh, Jesus has come, Jesus has died, and Jesus has resurrected. And you can imagine that the very one for three years that they walked with and they talked with and they shared with, now they do not have Him right there in front of them. Can you get an idea of where they may be feeling? Where they may be in their heart? Can I tell you, I'm sure there was a little bit of discouragement. Uh, can I tell you, there might have been just a little bit of loneliness. There might have been just a little bit of tiredness. Uh, there might have been just a little bit of worrying about what was going to happen and what was going to take place. I ask you this morning, have you ever been in a place where you really didn't know what was coming or what to expect or how to even live and get up and breathe? Over the last couple of weeks, I'll tell you, I've had days where I really felt trapped in. I felt like I could not breathe. Anybody been there? You say, wait a minute, that's the preacher talking to me. How in the world could the preacher feel that way? Can I just announce to you, I'm just like you. I'm just like you. I'm no different from you. There's things in this life that weigh heavy on us. They weigh us down. They trouble us. They, uh, they, they get on our mind. And can I tell you that the devil knows what's going on in our lives. He knows the battles. He knows the trials. And he's instigating and trying to bring us down, folks trying to trap us, trying to smother us. I wonder today who's got a trial going on in their life. I wonder today how many would admit, hey, you know what, I've come into the house and I've got a need. Huh? I've got a need. 
I've got a need. I wonder if we could just be honest before Almighty God today in our lives that we have a need. Notice here what takes place in John chapter number 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He had already shown himself, but here he is showing himself again. How many of you know he's a confirming God? He's a confirming God. Over and over and over again, he will show himself. And I'm so thankful today, right now on this Sunday morning, he's not only has been showing himself, he is showing himself. Yes, folks, he's not in the grave, he's alive. He's still stirring and calling people today. Think about, think about the very fact that over and over again, it's Jesus that shows up. Listen, if you're born again and saved, how many across the house can say they're honestly saved, truly saved, truly born again? Well, guess what? There was a time when he showed himself to you. Yes, there's a time when he revealed himself to you. There's a time that he called out to you. Folks, either you've got it or you don't got it this morning. Listen, our assurance is not going to be found in any other place, any other way. That's, that's why when these trials come upon, we get so down and we get so out. And I'm talking to myself this morning because we do. We'll let it pile on and we'll pick up baggage after baggage. Anybody got baggage? Yes. Yes, and we'll pick it up and we'll do our best to try to carry it all the way that we can. But folks, here's the thing. We ain't got to, child of God. We don't have to get weighted down. We don't have to be troubled. We don't, listen, we don't have to give up. I wonder today, you, you know, don't, don't you put it past this. Somebody in the sanctuary today could be ready to commit suicide. That's right. That's very possible. Hmm? Yes. And you look at the present day world that we live in. And how bad it is. And listen, if it don't get you down, I don't know how it couldn't. I, I, was, just, I was just reading, and it slapped me upside the face. Anybody know what a, what a, a throuple is or a threeple? Kim's eyes are getting really big because how many of y'all know sin is sin? I, I mean, seriously. Sin is sin. Do y'all know what that is? I had no clue. Do you know there's a congresswoman right now Who's married? Y'all know that still matters today. Well, her marriage was not enough for her. So now she's decided to bring her staffer into their home. Bring their, her staffer into their bedroom. And they no longer have a couple, they have a throuple. Can I tell you, I don't believe in throuples. What I do believe in is sin, folks. And sin is sin today. You might say, preacher, how in the world can you speak those things and you say those things? Because we live in the present world. We live in a world of sin and a world of shame, folks. And either, listen, either as Christians we make the choice that either we're going to stay straight for God and live for Christ, or we won't. Or we won't. And you say, what's that got to do with my struggle, with my pain and everything I'm going through? Because if you decide that you're going to stay there, you'll fall into those same traps. Right, huh? Yes. Amen. Yes. What does that have to do with John chapter 21? Well, let's just take a look. If you don't believe me, you'll see it for yourself. 
After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, which is also the Sea of Galilee. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus. I'm so glad Thomas didn't get left out this time. Praise God, he planned on being a part of it. And Nathanael of Canaan and Galilee and the sons of Zebedee and two other of his disciples. Y'all do realize that's seven of them I've just called out. That's a pretty good number, isn't it? Verse number 3, Simon Peter saith unto them, I go a fishing. They say unto him, we also go with thee. Now let's examine this just a little bit. Here is Peter. Anybody know anything about Peter? Boy, Peter, I tell you what, he worked off of emotion sometimes, didn't he? I remember when he cut off the ear. Y'all remember that? I mean, he didn't even hesitate. He was going to protect the Lord, wasn't he? He just cut his ear off. Had not been from God, it'd have been his neck. Huh? Yeah, oh, don't you believe? Y'all believe in divine, right? Come on now. But here is Peter, and you know they're all down. You know they're all depressed. You know they're all wandering around trying to figure out what to do next. Have you been there? <laughs> have you been there? How many times, you know, sometimes we ain't got the answer? How about all the time we ain't got the answer? But how many of you know he's got the answer? So here is, here is good old Peter the leader. Peter the leader. Peter wasn't hesitating, was he? He was going to go find something to do. Huh? He wasn't going to wait on the Lord, was he? And some of y'all say, well, now, wait a minute now. Peter wasn't sinning here. Listen, I don't want to get into that. I'm just saying they get themselves on a boat. They're going to go fishing. Last time I checked, they're supposed to be fishers of men. I mean, that's when he called them out, right? Huh? When they was, hey, that's where he found them. And hey, look, here, they done returned. Uh-oh. And here are these disciples. Uncertain, tired, somewhat confused, discouraged, not knowing what to do. And not being able to lay their hands on Jesus. I'll get on the boat. And I'll go fishing. And I'll go fishing. You say, what's so significant about that today? Because many times when it gets tough, and we get down and out, and we get discouraged, you know what we do? We go back to what we used to do. It's quiet in here this morning. You see, well, when we get, uh, it doesn't uh, necessarily go our way. And thank God it does not go our way. Aren't you thankful that it don't go your way? But how many times that it don't go our way that we get all, well, we get our feathers all ruffled up? Huh? Yeah, we get bent out of shape. Sure we do. I love getting bent out of shape. You didn't hear me say that. Sometimes it's good for us. As long as you don't stay there. Hmm? You better not stay there. Folks, think about this. You're no different than those disciples. You get down, you get discouraged, you get ready to quit. Now, think about this now, because you ain't even thought about this. They saw some of the greatest miracles. Yeah, Peter! Peter! I mean, he saw, he was there when Jesus healed the man's ear, was he not? I mean, Peter, don't you think he was there when Jesus fed the 5,000? There's a lot that happened around the Sea of Galilee. Do you think he was there when Jesus calmed the wind? 
You think he was there when Jesus told them to cast their nets? And, of course, they only casted one net, and it was so full that the net broke. You don't think Peter was there? Yeah, Peter saw all these miracles. Peter saw God do so many big things. And yet, can you just believe, old Peter, that now all of a sudden, now that he just can't put his hands on Jesus, that he has lost faith and he's going to go and go fishing? Huh? You see, it's easy for us to beat up the disciples. It's easy for us to beat up Peter and say, Peter, why couldn't you, why Pete, well, you couldn't just wait and see what God was going to do? But how many times do we do that? How many times do we do that? God, it doesn't look like you're going to show up. God, it doesn't look like you're going to do anything with my circumstance. So God, I'll just go back to what I know to do best. I mean, they are professional fishermen, by the way. Do you remember where they were called from? <laughs> They're professionals. But then look what their fruit is, folks. Look at what their fruit is. So there they go. They hit the boat and they hit the water. Uncertain, tired, discouraged. We'll go do what we know to do best, huh? But look at what happens. They went forth and entreated into a ship immediately. And just as clear as clear can be, it says, And that night they caught Nothing. I mean, we're talking about the professionals here. We're talking about those that know where to go. Hey, they know where to catch the fish. They know where to lay the net. Huh? And some of you, you know exactly uh, where you were when God found you because He found you somewhere. Huh? And there's times when it ain't going good and it ain't going right that you're ready to retreat back there to that place. Can I tell you there's no blessing found in turning back, folks? Let me say it again. There's no blessing in turning back. There's no blessing in going back from what God has done in your life. Listen, if you think your need is great now, what do you think your need is going to look like when you turn away from God? Hmm? You see, it's not going to be blessing, folks. God doesn't bless when we turn away from Him. God doesn't bless when we decide to do our own thing. And I ask you this morning, could it be that you've decided to go on back and start casting your net for the fish that you think know where they are? Rather than waiting on Jesus. huh? You see, either you believe that He's real today and alive today and here today, or either you don't. Folks, it really comes down to your faith. Your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice, they caught nothing. Now, they were discouraged before. Now, they were tired before. Now, they were down and out before. How do you think they felt now? You think that changed their mood? You think that got them excited? You think that got them feeling good? I mean, here they are. They're not already feeling good. They're already discouraged, and they go out all night long, and they catch absolutely nothing. Have you been there? Strive on your own power, on your own will, and you can do absolutely nothing. Preacher, that does not feel good right now. We could raise both our hands that that does not feel good. 
But can I tell you, it's when, listen, it's when we realize that we're in that place that we can do something about it. Look, notice what happens here. Notice what happens. Verse number 4. But when the morning was now come. But when the morning was now come. Jesus stood on the shore. Can I tell you, listen, it was no accident that Jesus showed up on the shore. It was no, listen, it was no accident that they didn't catch anything. Jesus was there the whole time. Jesus saw it all the whole time. Listen, it, it wasn't like... Um, it wasn't like Jesus, listen, because he wasn't physically there around him that he didn't know that. And preacher, you say, you say preacher this morning, you say, I know that, I know that he's there, I know that he exists. Then why don't we live like that? Why don't we live like that? Because so many times, listen, we'll go to that place. You say, preacher, this does not feel good. Why are you telling me that? Because I've lived it. I've lived it. I know what it's like, listen, that you don't trust in Him. Yes. And you go through this life miserable. And you end up with nothing. Nothing on the catch, folks. And then you wonder why. But aren't you glad to know that Jesus is still there? Listen, yes. You say, preacher, I just feel like you was done with me. Can I tell you that's not the way it is with Jesus? That is the way it is sometimes with you and I. Hello. Sometimes we're ready to call it quits and go ahead and put people out. Yes, and if we were God, you know what we'd do? We'd go around zapping people. I mean it. You tell me I'm not right. Somebody cut you off. Huh? Down here at Lucky Way, just last week, some people just refused to stop. Amen? And it makes me mad. I want to take turns, folks. I think it's only fair, right? Huh? But how many times? I, you know, we laugh about that. But how many times is that real in our lives? Hey, and we act like Jesus ain't there. Like Jesus don't know what's going on, right? Now that's a life thing. That's a small thing. That's light on our life. But how many of you got heavy things going on in your life, huh? Hey, maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your family, folks. You don't know what to do. You're at your wit's end and you can't figure it out. That's a lot worse than a four-way stop. Huh? Yeah, then it gets a little heavy, doesn't it? But how many of you know Jesus stood on the shore? Jesus stood on the shore. Listen, you might can't shout about it, but I can because Jesus is there. Jesus has not left us. Jesus has not forsaken us. And how many of you know there might be sorrow in the night? There, there might be weakness in the night. Hey, but in the morning, but in the morning, he's there, folks. He's there. He's there. Look at this. We got to continue on. We got to continue on. Look at this. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them. Now notice how he speaks. See, we're a condemning people. 
Maybe you don't want to agree with that. But we are a very condemning people. All right? What did I just say? We're ready to eat each other. Huh? I'm serious. We're like, hey, we like Joseph with the brothers, ain't we? Yeah, we're looking for a pig. Going to put some blood on it. Take it back. I'm, I, that's for real. We're ready to kill each other at just the slightest little thing. And I ain't talking about, I'm not talking about just family. I'm talking about everybody. That's just the way it is, right? But look at how Jesus speaks, folks. There's nobody that can speak like Jesus. What does he say here? Children, have ye any meat? You know what he could have said? You know he could have said? That's sorry, Jamie, what you've been doing. You think you can get out there on that boat? You couldn't wait for me? You couldn't trust in me? Huh? I'm serious. I mean, that's what we would do, right? Hey, you know what? You ain't got enough trust in me. I'm just going to sink the thing. Huh? We'd be like old Judah trying to put water in the boat or something. But what does Jesus say? Does he condemn them? No, he loves them. And let's look at the point that he makes, folks. And this is the point he wants to make in each and every one of our lives. Look at this. Children, have ye any meat? They answered him, no. You say, what's so special about that? You think Jesus needed to ask them a question? You think Jesus needed to know there wasn't no meat? You think Jesus needed to know they didn't have no fish in the net? Brother AJ, I think they knew. <laughs> I know without a shadow of a doubt, my Jesus knew they didn't caught no fish. Huh? But can I tell you, when he asks a question, it's not for his knowledge, it's for ours. It's for ours. Why? Because he wants to open our eyes. He wants to show us our condition. He wants to show us where we are with him, folks. And today, listen, he wants to show you exactly where you are with him. I don't say that condemningly. I say that lovingly because, listen, if it was up to us, we would send you to hell. Let's be real. We'd give up on you. But God doesn't do that. Listen, in His grace and mercy and love, what does He say? Look at where you are. Look at where you're not with me. And come back home. Come back home. Come back home. Victory's not going to be out there trying to catch the physical fish. Huh? It's going to be going out and getting souls. Verse number 6, And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and ye shall find. And they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. There's blessing in obedience. Did you miss it? I said there's blessing in obedience. You see, these disciples, listen, after they asked the question, some of them, I truly believe, started to figure out what was going on. That that wasn't just another man on the shore, but Jesus was there. Huh? Hey, how many times did they argue? I don't read that in my Bible. I don't read where they argued. I don't, hey, I don't read where they said, hey, listen, fella, listen, we're professionals. We got this and we'll figure it out at some point in time. Do you see any debating going on? No, you don't. What did they do? Exactly what they were told to do. 
They cast their four, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Can I tell you, if you'll be obedient to God, yes, if you'll be obedient when it hurts, if you'll be obedient when it's bad, if you'll be obedient when you're depressed, down now, I don't care what your situation is, folks. If you'll be just obedient, God will bless. He will bless. He owns the blessing. Let that sink in. He owns the blessing. You say, what do you mean? Well, look at what happens here. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. Oh, and here goes Peter the leader. What's he do? The first thing he does. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. Thank God somebody wants to get close to Jesus. You say that was wrong of him to leave the blessing, though, and get in the water. Well, I don't know. That's between him and the Lord, and we don't know what that conversation looked like when he got there. Amen? I'm not going to go ahead of the word. Verse 8, And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were 200 cubits dragging the net with fishes. Did you notice they're dragging the net? Huh? Look at the blessing. As soon as then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid their own and bread. Do you notice that's not their fish? <laughs> Don't miss that. That's not their fish laying on the coals. That's right. Jesus said, it be done, and it was there. I mean, maybe you don't agree with that kind of Jesus, but that's my Jesus. He answers and He provides, folks, and He gives us more than we could ask for. Look at what He does. He's got it prepared. Now you say, what is so significant about the fire coals? Well, it's real significant. Because if you remember old Peter, he was the one who had his hands over the coals of fire denying Jesus. Huh? Yeah, it's not by accident that there's a fire with fish on it. Huh? It's divine, folks. It's by divine appointment. And look at what happens here. Oh, what do we see? We see a picture of restoration. Restoration. You know what that says? It doesn't matter what we're in or where we go. And listen to my heart now. Listen to me. I just told you about that congresswoman that was deep in sin. And the first thing we say is, boy, she she ought to go to hell, right? She got sin. Oh, come on now. Huh? I mean, forget her, wipe her off the map, be done with her, right? Can I tell you this? If there's breath in her lungs, she can ask him for forgiveness. Come into her heart and to save her. Did y'all catch that? Maybe I didn't say it loud enough in the microphone. Huh? Why? Because I serve a God of restoration, folks. A God of restoration. And it doesn't matter where you are today or what you have done or what your problem is. And listen, some of your trial, tri- trials ain't always got to do with sin. Can we just get that clear? That's right, right. Sometimes we just going to go through some tough times. It's called this present world. Yep. Huh? And we're going to get down and out. And we ain't going to understand what's going on around us. But can I tell you, we serve a God who knows it all. Listen, that, that story, that didn't catch God by surprise. You think Jesus is up there? Man, I just don't know what we're going to do next, Lord. Father, what you want me to do? 
Oh, no. Folks, he owns the plan because he is the plan. He is the plan for your life. He is the plan for your life. Look at this. As soon as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid their own in bread. What is it? He is such a provider. Verse 10, Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. You say, why in the world would he want you to bring the fish that we caught? Why, why would we bring the fish that we caught when he, done, he got them on the coals ready to eat? Can I tell you, it's a confirmation of what he did. It's a testimony of what he does. Can I tell you, you ought to be able to look back in your life and see the blessings of God and how He's touched you. Yes, that's what I'm saying today. You drag your fish up onto the shore. Remember what God's done for you. Remember how God saved you. If God has saved you, and if He's not, today is the day of salvation. Yes. Why? Because He's still in the saving business. Look here, Jesus... Said unto them, Bring the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Well, why did the net broke broken the other time, but it didn't break this time? Hmm? Well, number one, they was obedient. They cast down a net because he said a net, not nets as before, and they dropped one down with a lack of faith and it broke. You can go back and read that. Some of y'all like, get in your Bible. Get in your Bible. I'm serious. I love you. Get in your Bible. Huh? But you say, why didn't the nets break this time? Because they were obedient. And not only were they obedient, but how many of you know, he holds the blessing together. <laughs> Did you miss that? Some of y'all missed that because you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I said, he holds the blessing together. So listen, not only does He call us, did you miss that? Not only does He call us, not only does He give us a plan and a direction for our lives in this present world, but He's there to provide the blessing when we're obedient. And folks, don't you miss that? It ain't because He's got to, it's because He wants to. And He holds the blessing together. You were ordained. What you talking about, preacher? It's His will for your life to, number one, be saved. It's also His will for you to follow Him. But you know what? We're the ones that's got to answer the call. We're the ones that's got to follow Jesus. I ask you today, could you agree with verse number 12? Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. Why? Because he prepared it. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. I wonder today, Do number one, do you know the Lord? Do you know him? You might say, yeah, I believe there's a God. Well, that's great that you believe that's a God. But there, that's not good enough. That's right. You've got to have a personal relationship with Him. 
You must be born again, meaning you must be saved, folks. You're not going to get into heaven by accident. Huh? Santa Claus ain't going to be there at the gate to let you in. I'm serious. There's people believing that garbage, folks. That there's a naughty and nice list. Yes. You know where that'll get you? Straight to hell. Straight to hell. So I wonder, number one, do you need to be saved? Then I wonder, number two, child of God, what is your trial? What is your trial? Huh? What are you depressed about? What are you down about? What is, what's this world giving you trouble about? Because I can tell you this, you live in this present world just as I do. What is it you need deliverance from? Can I tell you he's a deliverer? Heads bowed and eyes closed today. I wonder, folks, would you follow Jesus? I wonder, would you follow Jesus? See, we can get dressed up and we can look real good. We can even try to act good. But good ain't enough. Good ain't enough. It comes down to our relationship with the Lord. I ask you today. I ask you today. Would you follow Jesus? Would you follow Jesus? Yes. In your trouble. Yes. In your trial. You know, a good old place to be is right here at the altar. You say, preacher, we already had an altar call. Praise God, we can do another. I wonder, what kind of touch do you need today? I ask, would you come? Would you come? There's no doubt today, He is here. Heavenly Father, God, I do thank you for this day that you've given us, but God... God, I ask that right now, God, you open our hearts, God. And God, I know you've spoken into hearts already today. And God, I pray, God, that you just give us the courage to give it to you. God, our trial and our trouble. God, that you might do a work that only you can do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Would you stand?